0: It's Thursday, and Hunter Biden has got to be waking up a little bit unnerved after what happened yesterday in the Wilmington, Delaware courtrooms. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about Twitter censorship and much, much more. So sit back, grab yourself a cup of coffee or whatever it is that you're into. You're listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden on the America Out Loud Network. Welcome Bold Americans to another episode of America Emboldened. I'm your host, Greg Bolden. Once again, here on the America Out Loud Network. As always, AmericaOutloud.news, where you can check out all my colleagues' work, as well as the America Out Loud talk radio network 24-7. Just go straight over there and uh, you can hear all these great shows by my colleagues, as well as you can download it on your favorite app store device. Well, if you listened to my show yesterday, uh, I was talking about Bronnie James, And that show seems like it was a big hit. I just wanted to follow up on that show before I get into Hunter Biden, because the second half of the show, I talked about Hunter and Joe. But when I was talking about Bronnie James, I had mentioned on the show that I was going to extend an invitation to Brian Krasenstein and Ed, his brother, with Peter McCullough talking about the peer-reviewed studies. Since they're broadcasting to their million-plus followers, Getting 3.345 million impressions on these things. I think it's important that you have a doctor who has the studies that can refute what they are saying is not happening. I've tagged them, I've messaged them, Brian and Ed. I have not heard from them. Now, I know they're very busy putting up every single story so you would have a visceral response to it so they can make their next Twitter check. But guys, if you can break away from that Twitter check for just a quick moment, I'd love to have you on the show. One, because I actually really enjoy talking to them and that is God honest truth. I really do. And two, I believe that you can learn something here. I I, I believe that there's a possibility for some growth from both of you. Now, I put up a poll, and it's a modest poll. I don't have the following that Brian and Ed have. But out of that poll, 89.8% when asked, do you want to hear Dr. Peter McCullough speak with the Krasenstein brothers regarding their stance on mRNA and the possible long-term health issues, 89.8% of individuals said, yes, they do. 10.2% of individuals said, no, they do not. And that's likely the Krasenstein's, themselves as well as their significant others and their families that voted no. I'm kidding. Um, It would be great though to make this happen. So if you get an opportunity, put some pressure on Say that you wanna hear it, you heard it here on America Emboldened. We wanna get that conversation started right away. Now in the second half of the show yesterday, I talked about Hunter Biden, how we just expected that this plea deal was going to come through. He had his sweetheart deal as I called it. I made a lot of little puns here and there. I was having some fun with it, but I had no idea that a couple hours later after you listened to the show, everything was going to fall apart. And uh, had I known that, I probably would have just held off on putting my show out on the network so you had a, a better, uh, more accurate version of things. But I apologize for that. Uh, I have a deadline that I got to get things over to the network, and I couldn't wait any longer. But today, I can correct the record from yesterday. I can tell you some things that I found out happened in that courthouse in Wilmington, Delaware, which is about 15 miles from my house. Um, and it was not really as much of a, a circus of a media frenzy as I was expecting. Uh, but the reports that came out of it were kind of shocking, to be quite honest. And we're we to get to the bottom of who was in charge of brokering this deal? And where did the miscommunication come from? So if you followed the story back June 20th, when it first broke, the Delaware U.S. attorney, David Weiss, was the one that worked with uh, Hunter Biden's attorney, Chris Clark. And they made a statement after that announcement on June 20th, where Chris Clark said, With the announcement of two agreements between my client, Hunter Biden, and the United States Attorney's Office for the District of Delaware. It is my understanding that the five-year investigation into Hunter is resolved, but it was not resolved because yesterday it finally got into the Wilmington, Delaware courthouse where he was expected to say, I'm guilty and I have a deal in place until everything fell apart and it was only about uh but started off what people thought was only going to be about an hour long meeting and it ended up being about three and a half hours uh the plea deal almost completely fell apart it, it's still on the table the two sides are going to have to talk but let me kind of explain to you how we got to where we are now so david weiss the attorney he, he had charged hunter biden for failing to pay between 1.1 million and 1.5 million in federal taxes before the deadlines were set in 2017 and 2018. And he had gotten Hunter Biden to agree that he was going to plead guilty to two tax misdemeanors. And from what I heard in the courthouse, it seems like Hunter only still owed about 100,000 to $200,000, but I'm not quite sure how that all works out. I don't have all the details for that. Uh, So they were recommending the prosecution was that he would be sentenced to probation for this, which you heard me say yesterday, that was a bunch of baloney because if you and I did that exact same thing for that exact same amount of money, we'd be thrown into a federal prison. Uh, we would definitely not have the deal that Hunter Biden has. And then we heard that there was also a deal on the table to resolve this federal firearms offense for being a drug addict or a drug user uh, somebody who had been convicted previously and going in the star quest shooters in Delaware and lying on a federal form, which also would normally have a jailable, uh, fine, uh, of money as well. So jail and fine time. Um, but that was being wiped as well, that that was part of the agreement. So he goes in and the, the judge, the U S uh, district judge, her name is Mary Ellen Norica. Now she was appointed by Donald Trump as the left would have you think right now. Why is it, we just can't say that when a judge is doing their job, a judge is doing their job. It doesn't matter if Barack Obama appointed them, Donald Trump appointed them, Joe Biden, George Bush, a judge is there to judge. And this judge was actually supported at the time by Senate Democrats as well. All right, so this is somebody that the Democrats were in unison with donald trump in placing into this u.s district uh, uh, court make a long story short as it starts off narika starts you know asking the questions that everybody gets asked uh basically do you understand these charges read what it is uh that he's being charged with uh do you understand you know what you're different options are, are you of sound mind to make these type of things, all the the procedural questions that you would expect to hear at a plea hearing before a person enters their plea. However, Narika, Judge Narika, starts asking about this tax deal, asking about uh, how did we kind of come to this agreement? And the question came up, does the deal protect hunter biden from facing additional charges for illegal foreign lobbying which is known as FARA, which is the foreign agents registration act which if you're following that story hunter biden never registered as a foreign agent and that has been a uh, basis of a republican-led investigation by a house select committee which also has Democrats very angry right now. They're saying, well, where's the evidence? Well, we're seeing now that maybe the evidence is right there in front of us because it seems to me like David Weiss and Chris Clark had a nice little sweetheart deal that also was going to make this whole FARA charge go away. FARA, in this case, not registering, if anything was found by the House Select Committee they were going to be able to say oh no he can't be charged with it because that got settled in that court case on july 26 2023 in delaware but everything unraveled because when this came up and it got outlined the prosecution likely knew they had their pants down and so they went back on their word and they said well no it it doesn't cover additional charges uh that he could still be charged with other things and the uh, hunter's team was like what do you mean this was supposed to give him immunity from all of this and uh so they needed to take a break and recess because narika said well there can't be any deal and without you guys coming to the table." And I don't want to be on my time. So finally, uh, Chris Clark, the lawyer for Hunter Biden, just said, hey, let me talk to the prosecution team. Let me figure out what's going on. And after that break, they said, okay, we accept that the Justice Department means that he could still have additional Fowler charges in the future as there is this investigation that's still underway which if you're a Democrat listening to this right now, and you keep saying, well, where's the evidence, where's the charges? Why were they so concerned about making this go away? Well, it's because there is evidence. There is a problem here, a conflict of interest. We don't even have to get into the whole vice president part of, uh, you know, save 10 for the big guy type of thing, but we'll get to that a little bit later. Where things really started to come apart wasn't what was reported by CNN originally. CNN would have you make it that it was all about Fowler and the whole thing was falling apart. That wasn't what was happening. They were able to make an agreement. Hunter agreed to plead guilty and still get additional charges in the future, possibly for Fowler until it got to the gun deal. Now, when it gets to the gun deal, everything falls apart because at that point in time, there is apparently, I, I don't understand, I'm not a lawyer, so I'm going to try to summarize this best based upon uh, the reports at the uh, courthouse as well as several different newspapers, what they were reporting and trying to get the, the crutch of it. But in a nutshell, the felony charge for Starquest shooters back in 2018 which was the illegal purchase because he was on drugs. He had been dismissed from the military. He shouldn't have been able to make that purchase. Anyway, um, there were what the judge called atypical provisions, meaning that if in some way he violated the deal that was going on, it was to come back to Judge Narica in order to make decisions on. And Judge Narica was really upset about this because apparently, according to her, this is not the way that these provisions are supposed to go. The dispute's not supposed to go back to her uh, to be in the middle of arbitration. And it would possibly uh, harm the Justice Department from bringing charges, which is the function of the executive branch. So again, this was a way to kind of shield and protect Hunter, which would be atypical of the provisions that you and i would be receiving if we were in the exact same situation and so the judge at this point was not comfortable with this whatsoever and said i cannot accept the plea agreement today because they did not want to be a neutral arbiter should hunter biden they wanted hunter biden to be prosecuted once again but it gets better it gets better because now they have about 30 days to follow the briefs in order to figure out how they're going to handle the firearms charge we know that they've reached this agreement Fower can be charged if anyone tells you differently i mean that could change i guess between now and 30 days later uh the house republicans if they have something at this point in time they should probably move on it because the uh the blood's in the water so to speak the shark is moving and uh there's plenty of chances to strike the probation though uh whether or not this gun thing i don't think that that's going to um be something that's going to hold and i'm going to explain why so this probation charge that hunter biden was supposed to receive when he finally was being uh (laughs) taken out today to kind of like say hey we'll see in 30 days when this whole thing's all said and done there are some additional stipulations (laughs) That got put on hunter biden that i don't think anyone was expecting let me read you the united states district court i'm reading directly from the document uh page one of four it is ordered that the defendant's release is subject to these conditions now this is the release immediately after their meeting today so this is what is happening in hunter biden's life The defendant must not violate federal, state, or local law while on release. So he's currently on parole. The defendant must cooperate in the collection of a DNA sample if it's authorized by U.S. Code 40702. Now that DNA sample, that's very interesting. We get to that in a few moments. The defendant must advise the court or the pretrial service office or, supervising officer in writing before making any change of residence or telephone number. Okay, so basically, don't all of a sudden disappear on us. These are all very easy to follow at this point. The defendant must appear in court as required, and if convicted, must surrender as directed the service sentence that the court may impose. And he has to appear right back on North King Street, right up the road from me, in order uh, to fulfill that. Um, And then it says, if blank, defendant will be notified of next appearance. It's not blank. They actually put, you know, what's going on here, except for the date and time. He will be notified for that. And then the defendant must sign an appearance bond if ordered. So this, this first page, the biggest part is the collection of a DNA sample. Do you remember like, you know, people like, oh, yeah, he's got some other kids elsewhere or, you know, there's this rumor that he could be involved with crimes and stuff. That DNA sample, if they ordered that, that could get really interesting. Just putting that out there. Now, this next page, page two, is additional conditions of release. And uh, number six was not checked. Uh, so he's not placed in anybody's custody. But number seven had several check marks, actually, had a lot of check marks. And this is where this thing gets really interesting. All right, the defendant must submit to supervision by and report for supervision to Central District of California. It gives the telephone number you no know later than as directed by the supervising officer. So when he returns to his home in California, he will be under supervision. And then he must continue or actively seek employment and then goes down the f abide by the following restrictions or personal association residence or travel it says communicate in writing all international travel plans and provide supporting documentation if requested to both the department of uh i can't read that so tiny and to the district in which you are residing that's fine it's going to get a little bit more interesting number k Uh, letter k not possess a firearm destructive device or other weapons (laughs) well don't worry hunter loses those all the time number l not use alcohol and then they checked off at all not just excessively at all i think this can be very difficult for hunter biden then m not use or unlawfully possess a narcotic drug or controlled substance oh now this is a problem because uh, hunter biden's an addict and his lawyer was just caught on camera hitting a bond uh just a few days ago so i'm guessing this might be a little bit more difficult oh and but here's where it gets even better then you get the end submit to a testing for a prohibited substance if required by the pretrial service officer or supervising officer testing may be used at random frequency it may include urine testing the wearing of a sweat patch a remote alcohol texting system and or any form of prohibited substance screening or testing the defendant must not obstruct attempt to obstruct or tamper with the efficiency and accuracy of prohibited substance screening or testing so what that's telling you is they will test hunter biden randomly he's going to be tested over 30 days uh at a frequency that they assign and if any of this gets violated he's going straight to jail do not pass to go do not collect two hundred dollars hunter biden will be in a jail cell uh and then they also checked off this one this is very interesting participate in a program of inpatient or outpatient substance abuse therapy and counseling now that's checked off which means that they acknowledge that he has a problem and they want to make sure that he's in treatment for that problem. So maybe he survives the 30 days. Maybe he goes into a rehab facility. So on the flip side of uh, the break here, I'm going to take a quick break because we're we're getting a little long in the tooth here on that first segment. I'm going to go through the penalties. Should Hunter Biden break this agreement? And I think it's likely that he will all right everybody make sure that you go over to uh, my website americaemboldened.com you can support the show uh right there you can buy me a cup of coffee or you can just go straight to buymeacoffee.com backslash bold america that's a great way to help support if you like independent journalism bringing this to you every day bringing you the wrap up with my style i would appreciate with gratitude uh your support make sure while you're uh thinking about that you also go to the Americaoutloud.news website where you can check out all the sponsors to help make this show happen by keeping the lights on here at the network. Uh, we appreciate your patronage of all of them as well. You're listening to America and Bolden with Greg Bolden on the America Outloud Network. I'll be right back. Well the outloud Truth was the rallying call that started it all. A wide spectrum of programming from world and political news to societal, your health, and cultural stories. Seven amazing years of news stories, informative podcasts, and great talk radio. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all. Go to outloudcare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. RX nasal solution has completed the circle and is now offering throat spray with povidone iodine. That completes the protocol doctors like Peter McCullough recommend. If staying healthy is important, you'll want to make sure to add throat spray to your next order of RX. Welcome back, bald Americans. Let's get straight back into it. Hunter Biden has been offered his terms of parole, which does not allow him to consume any type of alcohol or illegal substance on top of that. He needs in an inpatient service. Now, what happens should he break those terms? Well, I have that document right up here in front of me right now, and I'm going to read you uh, where he will be should he uh, not be a good boy and listen. So, if after he was released today, he knowingly fails to appear uh, as the conditions of release require or to surrender to serve a sentence. He could be prosecuted for failing to appear or surrender and additional punishment may be imposed, and if convicted, he could get an offense punishable by death, <laughs> life imprisonment or imprisonment for a term of fifteen years or more. You will be fined not more than two hundred fifty thousand or imprisoned for not more than ten years or both. If he has an offense punishable by imprisonment for a term of five years or more, but less than fifteen years, you will be fined not more than two hundred fifty thousand, or imprisoned for not more than five years, or both. Any other felony, you'll be fined not more than two hundred fifty thousand, or imprisoned not more for two years. A misdemeanor, you'll be fined not more than a hundred thousand, or imprisoned not more than one year. A term of imprisonment imposed for failure to appear or surrender will be consecutive to any other sentence you receive. In addition, a failure to appear or surrender may result in forfeiture of any bond posted. Now, on top of that, if he breaks these rest of the terms, it is a crime punishable up to 10 years in prison and a $250,000 fine simply for doing narcotics during this 30-day period. So I'd say Hunter Biden's in a little bit of trouble here. I have his signature on the document, dated July 26th. So he agreed to the term so he could be released. So I'm going to look at the Vegas lines. We'll see what we can vote on, whether or not Hunter Biden will make it the full 30 days while they try to figure out this entire plea deal uh, to wrap things up and avoid being put in jail. Now, the other part that's interesting that I didn't tell you about is the judge was asked whether or not she would honor the plea deal for probation. And she said, no, I can't tell you today whether or not I think that that's an appropriate sentence or not. So he may take a plea deal and there could still be jail time. That threw a huge monkey wrench, I'm sure, into Chris Clark and Hunter Biden's plans. And that puts the pressure if he goes to jail. On what will at that point in time uh, his father do as far as a pardon? In my mind, Joe Biden cannot pardon him. I mean, that would just be a horrible, a bad look to to pardon your son. In that, sp- I, I just can't see it happening. I really don't. But who knows? We'll see. Now the big intrigue here, as I said, U.S. Attorney David Weiss was, according to whistleblowers. Um, not being uh, completely upfront about an ethical way of charging Hunter Biden, that there was some preferential treatment that was being given. And uh, this was a five-year investigation where Hunter Biden was tipped off at times on things. So the fact that this was in there for this Farrer agreement, and then it got called out by the judge, thank God. I mean, sometimes our our justice system gets so absolutely broken that that could have easily kind of just disappeared and then all of a sudden you realize hunter biden can't be charged for anything because all those charges were all wrapped up in one little thing at a delaware courthouse meanwhile everybody was going well that was just for two years of taxes and a gun charge wasn't it that wasn't for his uh dealings abroad that wasn't for his foreign dealings well you're right it wasn't but David Weiss was trying to make that all go away with Hunter Biden. And so thank you, Judge Narika, for not allowing that to happen. All right, next part. Dom Lucra. I think that's how you say his name. I, I don't know. Uh so Dom Lucra and I, we don't follow each other whatsoever. Um, this guy appears on my wall all the time on Twitter. I have no idea why. Like people retweet him, I guess. And so he continues to show up, but yesterday, or I guess Tuesday night, he was suspended from Twitter. And when he got suspended, he was writing about uh, Tamir uh, Campbell and his death stating there was blunt force trauma and had no sources for where he got that information. So I just assumed that he got kicked off of the, the Twitter page for uh putting just outlandish type of crap out there, but that wasn't the case. And now I'm also finding out that another person actually reported that there was blunt force drama. I'm trying to confirm that um, as well as trying to figure out this guy actually came to the United States from Jamaica in 1984. No one's answered that question yet. Anyway, Dom Lucre. So he gets banned and or suspended. And then on Wednesday morning, All of a sudden, this other Dom Lucre account shows up and he's like, hey, guys, it's me. It's my original account. It's my backup. Um, I'm going to go in the space now just so you guys all know it's me. And I figured, well, I might as well join in. So I got on uh, this call. Now, the only thing I will say about Dom, um, because I'm sure he has out of 580,000 followers, uh, he's probably got some people that cross over, listen to me and listen to him. Uh, He took my work. Uh, Dom is notorious, uh, from what I can see of not giving credit to the people where he's getting his sources from. And so, uh, back on July 3rd, he straight ripped my work as his own. And I didn't forget that. And I brought that up actually during the time I did in a very passive aggressive way of, Oh yeah. Remember when I broke that story and then he tried to be like, Oh, well I knew a blah, blah. You didn't know crap, Dom. Um, (laughs) nice try. Uh, And everybody knows that part too. Anyway, so this guy, he kind of goes after people, which I'm not worried about saying what I'm saying because I'm, literally unless you're completely paying somebody to fabricate a bunch of stuff about me, I have nothing to hide. I'm a very, uh, youth minister teacher. Uh, the most outlandish type of stuff that you could find on me is what I say on my show. And I'm a pretty straight laced type of guy. When it comes to that occasionally I tell some puns and maybe go a little too far on some things, but I'm not worried about people like Dom Luker coming after me because I got nothing to, uh, nothing to be worried about. So make a long story short. Uh, it doesn't seem like Dom Lucra was suspended for what he said he was suspended for what people claimed he was suspended for. When I asked him, he said, well, I don't know. All I got was this one, um, one little message from Twitter, basically stating that, uh, they had removed my account uh, based upon a violation of Twitter's rules. They said, if you believe that your account has been suspended in error, please reply to this email, explain why you believe there was an error. And so he kind of said, you know, it's because I'm going after Barack Obama. Well, well, well. So I reached out to, uh, after I did that, I posted a little thing about what Dom said. And then I figured I'll reach out to Elon Musk and see if I can get a comment as well. And I didn't get a direct comment back from Elon, but about an hour after I sent that, Elon issued his own statement. And during that statement, it became very clear that the account was not removed for Barack Obama. The account was actually removed for something that he alluded to during the Twitter space. He said, you know, I think that they read my post that I prepare in advance, which means he's lining up his post throughout the day. And then they're publishing at certain times a day to keep people engaged, which I don't use that. If you're seeing some from me, I'm literally in the flesh writing that at that moment. But I do know that there's a lot of influencers. That's exactly what they're doing. Like their job is to try to put that out in that way in order to keep you engaged arguing about stuff. So he he alludes to the fact that, Hey um, yeah, I'm using the service. Which this is kind of what Elon Musk says in response to that. He, he he says, "Well, only people on our CSE team have seen pictures. For now, we will delete those posts and reinstate Dom's account. I'm I'm putting Dom instead of the account. But the reason for suspension. Now, this is according to Elon Musk. The reason for suspension should be shown, along with the ability to appeal quickly and easily." There are so many layers of software. There's 20 plus million lines. This is much harder than it should be. But I was told that this account was suspended for posting child exploitation pictures associated with the criminal conviction of an Australian man in the Philippines. Now, that Australian man or er, was given a 129 year term. His name was Peter Scully, and he was convicted of sexually abusing children as young as 18 months. So I asked Don Lucre, did you have uh, pictures of children that were uh, abused by this man that you were going to publish on your page? And it's been crickets. I've invited Dom onto my show. It's been crickets. Um, He gets getting, you know, that's the reality of the situation here. For people that are following him, think about that. Think about the fact that you've, victimized a child or he hasn't well i guess yeah Definitely, he has is where i'm going with this but this individual scully has victimized these children years ago uh and then in 2022 he sends 129 years and then you think it is appropriate for you to post a photo from one of those ch- children child exploitation and re-traumatize them all over again shame on you dom lucro I hope that my listeners can understand why I would be upset about this. You protect children at all costs. You call yourself an independent journalist. Yeah. I think that independent journalism protects minors above all, as well as there's just no place for that type of content here on Twitter. You can explain, like you could show the story of the guy or whatever and say this guy did this and there's these photos that were out there, but Uh, I guess my thing would be, does that mean Dom Lucra has child pornography on his computer at this point in time? If he's, he's putting that type of stuff out there, I would tread very carefully there, Dom, very carefully. Uh, So I'm kind of glad that, you know, I wasn't ever really following this guy too much because that really makes me question his character about what he uh, posts. Um, and after looking through, I kind of disagree with him on a lot of things as well. Next part of the story for today, uh, did you see the disclosure? The disclosure of testimony for the UFO hearings. Now, on on the whole, I thought that it was kind of a boring meeting because I had John Warner IV with uh, Chris Michaels on the show last Friday talking about all of this. We, we covered this pretty extensively. And I had a couple of my listeners that absolutely love the show. And I had a couple listeners who were like, why'd you bring this really fringe guy on, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm sitting there going, huh, I'm not feeling like he's that fringe today. Everything he was talking about is things that were being said under oath about UFOs, about having this uh, ancient technology that's been with us all this time. Uh, one pilot says that there was a dark cube almost in like this other circle. This thing was moving at like a mile per second, otherwise known as, what's that, 3,600 miles per hour, and then moving from 8,000 to 80,000 feet in a blink of an eye, uh, 80,000 miles, not feet. Uh, 80,000 miles, by the way, uh, when you get to, no, at 80,000 feet, I had it right the first time. When you get to 80,000 feet, you're in space, right? You're on the uh, first parts of space at that point in time. So this has been observed. Not only that, but just as John Warner talked about, and uh, I've had other people tell me this before, but now we have it in Congress. The the witnesses have said there were non-human bodies recovered and the government has recovered technology that did not originate on earth. Now, this brings up uh, kind of my skepticism as well within the discovery uh, and disclosure methods of what's being used john made a really good point of saying greg you you can't talk about the government in regards to like what they do because most of the government's completely unaware about aliens they're completely unaware about ufos because they have not been told and that became very apparent during this uh hearing that there's uh people that are in the know and people that are not in the know So I thought that that was kind of the first part. The second part is when you talk to John Warner, he talks about aliens that live among us um, and that they've been here for a long time, an ancient technology that would not technically be of uh, our planet, right? So there could be alien technology that's been here for a very long time. What we know now is the government has admitted if you're to believe the testimony, which the guy is under perjury for lying if 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 it comes that he made all this up. I don't believe he made it up, though. If you believe this testimony, then what this means is we are not alone in the universe, that there are aliens that came from off Earth. It may not have come from off Earth, you know, just a few days ago, just a few years ago or 100 years ago. They might have been here as long as we've been here, but we now know that possibly were being watched. We now know that maybe those that are living amongst us are not all human. That's the truth of the matter. And so I thought that that was one of the absolutely craziest stories of yesterday that most people probably haven't even wrapped their head around uh, what this really means. And I also think that it, this part of this is going to be weaponized against us as well. I I'm I don't feel the warm and fuzzies about disclosure i feel like this is going to be used to control us in some way shape or form and so i ask everybody to go in with a skeptic and critical mind as we hear more about all of this i think that that's going to be prudent to have good conversations around it all right and uh what else uh i think sunaid o'connor that was the last thing i wanted to talk about so uh nothing compares to you Uh, Sinead had an absolute angelic voice. Uh, She was divisive throughout her career um, because she was not afraid to take on opinions and that were unpopular. She was known for her Saturday Night Live performance where she uh, tore up a picture of Pope Benedict. But here's what I can say in hindsight about Sinead O'Connor. Sinead O'Connor was ahead of her time. Uh, she was in the know and aware of the world around her, uh, at a level that the rest of us weren't. I remember when that picture got torn up and my family was all upset as a Catholic family saying, How dare you know she do this? Blah blah. What's this all about? Well, you know, I can tell you what it's all about. It was about abuse, it was about cover up, it was about a, uh, Patriarchal system of a church that moved priests after they abused young people and ruined people's lives and moved them from parish to parish where they could do more and more harm. And Senate O'Connor, well, she was not afraid to call that out. And so, for my judgment that I had all the way back then when she tore that thing up, um, I was wrong. You were right. And thank you for opening people's eyes i'm sorry that she carried so much pain with her um her son had committed suicide um recently and it looks like from the early reports that she chose to not stay in this world uh so she could be as she wanted to be in with her son um also I just to clear up before people correct me she tore up a picture of Pope John Paul the 2nd not Pope uh Benedict he would not have been pope when that happened in 1992 um I was just looking at the year I was uh 1992 what was I doing back then I was in 8th grade wow that's uh that was some time ago some time anyway um to hate to end the show on that but uh you know well end on a somber moment rest in peace and if anybody of my listeners are dealing with the loss of a loved one right now my love to you thoughts and prayers um it's uh definitely not easy to go through loss and so if this uh ending segment has kind of triggered you into a way of thinking about a loved one that you've lost uh my love and positivity shining back over to you um that you are comforted All right, everybody, I hope that I've honored your time well, covered Hunter Biden pretty extensively, talked about some Twitter censorship and why maybe we shouldn't just go and protect everybody that gets suspended. Maybe they deserve to be suspended at times. And a couple other things were on my mind. I'll be back tomorrow with Chris Michaels, and we have a special guest with us once again uh, to wrap up the week on a Friday. You've been listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden on the America Out Loud Network. Be bold, America!